Welcome to Across the Margin, the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Shields. Across the Margin, the podcast is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Head over to OsirisPod.com and check out all they got going on. That is OsirisPod.com. I got a great episode for you today where I feature an interview with pianist, one of the best I've seen, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and record producer Marco Benevento. Marco's music covers a wide swath of ground, seemingly connecting the dots in the vast space between LCD sound system and legendary musician Leon Russell. His songwriting is smart and earthy, yet simultaneously pulsating with dance rock energy. His high-energy live shows fronting a three-piece band currently composed by bassist Corinna Rickman and drummer Dave Butler have led to numerous high-profile appearances, ranging from Carnegie Hall to High Sierra Music Festival, Peach Festival, and beyond. He is the founder and recording engineer of Fred Short, a recording studio in upstate New York, and a member of the outstanding groups Benevento Russo Duo and Joe Russo's Almost Dead. While Marco's work is prolific and all worthy of discussion, this episode focuses on his forthcoming album entitled Benevento. Titled as a nod to Paul McCartney's first solo album, what Benevento amounts to is 40 minutes of small batch psychedelia bubbled up from the base of the Catskill Mountains in which, with few exceptions, Benevento played all of the instruments on the album. He also produced and engineered Benevento, all from Fred Short Studios, located at his Woodstock, New York home. Deeply indebted to the West African psychedelia of artists such as Kiki Guyan, Francis Bebe, and William Aniabor, the songs are rhythmic and repetitive, built into thick mosaics of sound. So before this interview, let's get a little taste of Benevento, a track called Marco and Mimo.
so good. We talk a little bit about that song in the episode. And at the end of the interview with Marco, you'll hear one more track from the album. That one is called Do You Want Some Magic? So in this interview, me and Marco delve into the album's influences and the manner in which it all came to life within his upstate studio. We discuss how the lyrics were created in collaboration with Al Howard, a San Diego-based poet, and we talk about what it was like playing all the instruments on the album himself. We also start out the interview discussing a festival that Marco is curating in Accord, New York this June. It's called Follow the Arrow. That's the 18th of June. Tickets are available now. Link is in the show notes for those tickets. And uh, the album is out June 10th. So that's real soon. So let's learn more about it in this interview with Marco Benevento. Podcast. Marco. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, thank you for making the time and coming on the program. I really appreciate it. Hell yeah. No problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. Is that the new spot? Is that the new studio? Yeah, this is the new studio. It's all reclaimed barn wood and it's a lot bigger than the old studio. It's beautiful. Yeah, I know the old studio is real, real tight in there. I saw some of your streams from that. Wow. Wow. Look at that place. Was yeah. I right? I heard you. Um, I listened to the Comes a Time with my friend Mike and O'Teal, and you were talking about is that all hemlock wood in there? Yeah, exactly. That was uh, recommended by Levon's people. Yeah. Isn't Levon. aren't you right near Levon's studio? Is that where it is? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm so close. I, it literally is like 10 minutes away, door to door, 10 minutes. Yeah. I have yet to see a show up there. It's magical, right? Yeah, it's basically like, church woodstock church yeah. you know just the best shit ever uh it sounds amazing it's great hospitality uh-huh. All the people that work there are amazing and uh it's like you know you 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 play the room you know like you go yeah. in there and it's like it, it's just a different gig you know yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just got a great vibe it's, it's, that's it's so awesome. special um you know what i want to start talking about and i'm really excited for is the follow the arrow festival up there uh coming up i mean i'm curious how that came to be is this something you always want to put together a festival or you know get all your friends and artists that you you know play with a lot and, and do something fun like this is that how kind of came to be yeah uh, actually along with the guy who works at levon's his name is drew mm-hmm. uh, he's close with my manager and myself i've known him for a while um he uh has kind of been wanting to do it for a while because they found a cool spot here in town um, called Arrowwood Farms, and it's in Ackerd, which is like like twenty minutes south of Woodstock. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful venue. They they did a festival there uh, a few yeah, years I've ago. Seen, I've seen was, uh, the Woods's festival there. Right, the Woods's. That's what I was thinking of. The yeah, Woods's. it's it's a really really great spot for a show. Yeah. It was maybe maybe the most chill festival thing i've ever been to with the woods thing it was always beautiful yeah 
Yeah, it just came, you know, everybody, you know, Drew and Kevin, my manager, were both just like, you should check it out. It's so cool. And it'd be so fun to curate like, a, you know, Benevento Fest or, mm -hmm. you know, Marco Festivento or, you know, whatever. Love it. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that would be really fun. And, you know, we, we figured it out. There was a delay because of COVID. And then mm -hmm. there was a delay because of all my other gigs over the past like four years, I think, yeah, and we yeah. finally made it happen this year, and I'm super excited about it. I can't, I can't wait. Um, so the lineup, um, what is Benevento Family Band? What's that? I saw that listed there. It's just me and oh. our daughters and my wife and, no my and my dad and my mom and my aunts and my nephews and whoever can fit on the stage. To, to just, uh, you know, see what happens. Because, so the whole family's musical. The, the kids got into it? Well, everyone loves music. Uh, the, kids, <laughs> the kids know how to play a little piano. They know how to uh, sing. Uh, they like singing. And uh, and Katie knows how to play a little guitar and how to sing and play little drums. Awesome. Everyone's a little musical. So yeah. it's, not, it's not like... Uh, you know, it's going to be pretty loose. <laughs> cool. That'll be fun. And but, then uh, you're closing the whole night with uh, Benevento and Friends. Who's the who's the team for that one? Well, we got um, uh, Stuart Bogey and we him. got Sam Evian mm -hmm. and we've got, uh, oh my goodness, Kochimi. Uh, yeah. and Scott too, right? Scott Metzger. Uh -huh. And so I'll play with Karina and and uh our drummer and and then we'll sort of morph into and friends and we'll have cool. the guys come up brad and andrew definitely yep, yep. come up and Alicia will come up and yeah i'm looking forward to it it's gonna it's gonna be super fun i'm excited to see uh you know hopefully we could do this year after year and yeah. it just grow uh, uh -huh. So far, it's just a bunch of my friends playing uh, that day on two Perfect. stages, <laughs> and it's going to be a really like family, uh -huh. family event. Uh, you know, really nice for every anybody to come to, all ages, mm -hmm. all day, uh, yep. in a beautiful location. Um, I'm excited to, to to do it. I'm so excited to do it. Yeah, yeah I can't wait. I'm going to be up there. Um, and you know, you're talking about your friends. You got some talented, talented friends. But so let's talk about this uh, this album. Benevento, it's excellent. I really, it's it's a it's a wild, crazy, fun piece of art. I really love it. But uh, so this is you kind of just, you record it in your old studio. Was it kind of like kind of just trapped yourself in there and kind of kind of went to work and and I you I saw a quote. It said, "Surrounded by tape machines and gear, the album started um, to be this document of a crazy dude losing his mind." <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> You just kind of had some fun in the studio and brought, I mean, you played everything. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was during the pandemic. So this mm -hmm. is like, it was just, I felt like it was an opportunity to just put out what, what had gone on during that crazy yeah. time period. And, you know, it's very like uh, experimental. I'm obviously playing everything because no one could come over. <laughs> and uh, and he, I just even thought like, aside from that, I even thought like, you know, it might be cool to like dive into the whole, you know, just like whole record, just myself and, yeah. and, and try to do the drum parts and the bass parts and everything. And yeah, I didn't uh, know you played those. Yeah, I played bass on a bunch of tracks in the previous records I've made. Okay. Um, and but never drums really. And uh, and I'm not that great of a drummer at all. But mm -hmm. I was like, why the hell not? Good. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, awesome. Came out great though. 
Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to mess around with this stuff. I mean, I was I was a little doubtful even about putting it out because it was it's just kind of some songs are just kind of like maybe half done <laughs> or like yeah like, like Polly kind of, Six is kind of like almost feels like an interlude or something. Yeah, there's like little interludes yeah. and there's little like just some sort of improvisations. Uh, you know, there's definitely some songs in there and some oh, thought yeah. out verses and mm-hmm. choruses and things like that. But but you know, listening to the whole record, you're when you're done, we're done with it. You're like, oh wow, that was a that was kind of a weird one, you know. <laughs> and I like that because I don't, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of my records are weird, but this one's yeah. even even more out there. But uh, I, you know, I engineered it as well and produced it, so there's yeah. a lot of that going on with uh, just uh, running all the the keyboards through tape machines mm-hmm. and like really messing with with the sounds. And yeah, I eventually bounced it to my four track recorder and then, mm-hmm. and then put it into Pro Tools and. I was like, ooh, that sounds really good. So anyway, it was cool to like really mess with, this, mess with that stuff. Definitely. Well, speaking of uh, four-track recorder, this album title is a nod to um, Paul McCartney's first solo album. That's correct, right? A little bit, yeah. A friend of mine was like, man, I've, you know, during the pandemic, he's like, I bet you've been really productive. And I actually, I was like, yeah, I really ha- I have been. Yeah. He's, he's like, you probably have like two albums of stuff. I'm like, I definitely easily have like two <laughs> looks up and he and he's like you gonna put a record out and i was like mm-hmm. yeah i am i just don't i don't i can't think of a name he's like you should call it benevento like a home recording like mccartney and then immediately put out benevento too because i'm sure you have enough for that and i was like that's a brilliant idea friend <laughs> let's do it so so uh but yeah a little bit yeah and also i just love that record the, it's uh, great i i actually really, i dug back into it when i read that i mean every night is beautiful junk was is gorgeous it's just a gorgeous record um I just saw Paul last week. Cool. And it's crazy. His energy still and enthusiasm. He played for like three hours. It was wild. I mean, he's, he, his wit is still there. He was telling all kinds of funny stories. It was like a career retrospective. It was, I was blown away. I mean, <laughs> I hope what I have that energy at that age. Of what venue? I was down in Texas. It was at Dickie's Arena. And right up, right outside of Fort Worth, or it's right in, in Fort Worth, I think, um, which kind of made it fun too, because you know there's a lot of uh, wealthy, you know, I guess Republican type people, and he Paul's out there just doing his thing, waving Ukraine flags and like uh-huh. talking all kinds of you know uh, social things. It was re- it was it was fun though. I thought he was it was really special. That's great. That's great. Um, I am curious about some of the other. Uh, some of the sonic inspirations for the album, um, you know, it's, it's deeply rhythmic, and I believe uh, there's a lot of West African psychedelia that you were digging into and kind of getting inspired by. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I don't know if you, there's this record called Well Francis Bebe. Have you ever checked mm. him out? He's pretty. I, I've player. heard. I haven't really dug in. There's like uh, I wish I had the record right here to uh, show you the cover, the album cover, but it's a beautiful record cover of this African woman with a beautiful blue sky a blue yeah. sky and like it's like it says like francis bebe uh african electronic music 19 i think it's like 75 to 1982 or something like that it's like it's kind of like during the years of like casios and early mm-hmm. yamahas with drum machines yamaha synthesizers and it's it's just like ear candy to me you know yeah. uh just like really great sounds but then there's like this like sort of very rhythmic, earthy sound, all the drums and the mm-hmm. uh, percussion and shit like that. And 
Uh, and then um, William Onyabar has always been a big influence Absolutely. on me. Like his uh, songs that are like seven and a half minutes or like 12 <laughs> minutes long. It's just like the journeys. Baldwin drum machine or like uh -huh. you know, Elka drum machine or just, you know, just stuff like that with like lots of Moog solos and simple bass lines mm -hmm. or sometimes not so simple bass lines. <laughs> you know, stuff that's like uh, very repetitious in nature funky. rhythmic and funky yeah, i guess you could say and and uh yeah so uh there's a song called marco and mimo that i feel like is the biggest the best representation of that i bet i have a note right here that that's like the most william of, of any of the songs on it for real well yeah. who's uh who's mimo mimo is an african drum teacher here in woodstock he uh -huh. married one of the teachers here and he lives here and he's amazing and he teaches hand drums to the kids uh -huh. you know awesome and they all get together and play in the gym and it's so cool uh to see that because it's a very uh you know it's like upstate new york community it was uh -huh. very you know i don't know just a lot of white folks honestly to you know to be frank and then yeah. to like have like this guy from africa you know mm -hmm. here just uh you know teaching the kids that's awesome. Some some cool, uh, deep rooted African rhythms and, so and cool. anyway, and he does it. He barely speaks English too, so he, uh, you know, he just teaches them with rhythm yeah. and the sound, and it's really cool. And he's he was like someone I thought that I could just have come outside during the, during the pandemic, and I, mm -hmm. I, I I put him outside. We both had masks on. It was like right in the heart of it, where nobody knew what was going on, and yeah. it was like kind of crazy that I was like having him over to record. <laughs> you're risking it all yeah but uh but yeah so that was cool to like uh record with him and also have that sound on on some of the tracks yeah you know, absolutely it really is there a lot of uh musicians up there is a big music community it's well, yeah woodstock is just flooded with it is right yeah oh yeah absolutely it's uh amy helm lives here tracy yeah. um uh mm -hmm. you know jack Jeanette has a place here and uh, Donald Fagan even uh -huh. is here, but aside from all those those folks, it's like also just the local community of yeah. musicians uh, that tour, play all the time. Some are in like crazy touring bands, uh -huh. uh, touring all around. And then when we're home in Woodstock, we all can hang out. And that's awesome. And, and so you love it up there. I mean, yeah, it's great. Yeah, beautiful up here. That's awesome. So um, this was interesting. The uh, you crafted the lyrics on this one with um, a San Diego based poet named Al Howard. Um, can you I don't know Al's uh, work is poetry. Can you uh, tell us some about him and kind of what it was like working with someone else's lyrics and, and I think combining them with your own and cutting them up and mixing it up in different ways? Yeah. Yeah, it was the first time I had actually worked with someone else on lyrics, I guess, besides my wife, because Katie always would like, you know, chime in on maybe what she would want the words to be. Cause I, yeah, I'd be like, Oh honey, I can't come up with the, what do you think I should do here? I got all these lyrics and then she would help me with words uh -huh. here and there. But, um, this is the first time that I like use someone else's lyrics in conjunction with mine, but like, definitely I took the majority of his words and sort of, fit them into my song and I actually had a kind of a revelation and I, I was like this is really fun because picking words off of someone else's you know poetry versus picking words off of my poetry my lyric ideas mm -hmm. is like a lot easier with someone else's <laughs> lyrics yeah and mine because I'm 
I'm I kind of doubtful a lot of times about my words or just like or maybe oh, really? I'm like well I, I'm sometimes I get at a standstill and I'm just yeah. like you know, where do I go with this like yeah. I'll definitely come up with a chorus and something I like and then they'll just be like these black holes of like I have no idea what's here you know? <laughs> and having someone else's lyrics is like oh you know I can I can sort of you know almost copy and paste mm-hmm. away you know just like literally just put it in there or or really just grab a lot of inspiration from the new lyrics yeah. and be like, oh, this is what the song could be about versus what I had. And then it's like, oh, cool. Like just by using someone else's poetry and lyric ideas, I, it becomes a whole nother song. Yeah. Um, like, That's awesome. How did, how did you link with, um, with Al? Is he a friend of yours? I just met him like years and years ago, probably like, like 17 years ago or yeah. more at High Sierra Music Festival oh, in cool. California. And he was just friend, he, friends with everybody. He knew everybody I knew. And he was just, you know, always had like a pen and notepad and was like, yeah. I kind of didn't know him that well, honestly. Uh-huh. But um, well, I guess um, my friend Nathan Moore, uh, who's connected to the Slip Guys, Brad and Andrew, we're in a band together called Surprising Mr. Davis. Yep. But Nathan Moore uh, linked up with Al. I forget how, but, um, and he started writing a lot with Nathan and then Nathan wrote to me and said, man, you know, Al's writing a lot of lyrics these days. He's super busy. You should link up with him. You know, I know you're working on your record, you know, maybe that'll help. Mm-hmm. I, it was just one of those like, yes, thank you. And me texted Al because I was at a total standstill and, yeah. and having these words to look at was cool. Like just like from, uh, as like a, a way to write music in a way. Mm-hmm. This album finally came out. It was like, oh, you know, I'm glad Al sort of chimed in there. Nathan chimed in there and was like, hey, maybe link, link up with this guy, Al. You That's know, awesome. he's like, home from a while ago and see what happens. He's writing so much. He has so many words to share. You should just have him give you like a couple of his, uh, you know, yeah. song ideas. He just dropped a bunch of lyrical sketches on you. Is that the deal? Yeah, yeah. I have like Al Howard one through eight, like <laughs> just like long, you know, things that I, and I'm still like diving into some of his uh, poetry or, you know, his lyrics. And it's funny because I think he writes those lyrics and is, th- is kind of imagining a song in his head. Yeah. And when he sends them over to me, I'm obviously plugging them into like my own song. So it mm-hmm. becomes a whole new thing for him as well uh sort of sort of like you know just for me because my whole song my song becomes a whole new thing too. yeah so it was really it was a really cool uh thing and i hope to do it again you yeah know? it helped I, out my process of uh-huh. a song <laughs> it must be cool to see him um for him to see the songs you know his lyrics to come to life through you too that's a the process works both ways it's fascinating on both ends that's really really cool um so you just mentioned that a little bit ago that you uh had enough for multiple albums so this is something you have more work it sounded like you were really inspired when once you got going you know put out a put you know crafted a lot of songs for this and there could be part two there could be part two i'm definitely like in the middle of working on all the songs that i had worked on about a year and a half ago okay but now uh it's funny because now that like the world's opening up even though it's pretty hesitant and slowly opening up uh I'm like busy all the time playing gigs and I'm not mm. at home. I'm not home as much as I used to be. So uh, I'm like, Oh, I wanted to finish this quicker. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, I do. I am sitting on a bunch of other jams from the pandemic that uh, I 
that I really want to finish. So, so having the studio and stuff, it must be, you know, I'm sure you still love being out there and playing, especially after the little break, but I'm sure you, you know, it's being in that area right there, that beautiful space I'm looking at has to be just like, you know, get me home, get me in the studio sometimes. It's, it's, it's kind of your happy place. I'm thinking. Oh, absolutely. But it's cool because, uh, you know, like if you're in one, like, for example, like during the pandemic, I was like in one space for a while and I just yeah. had this view for a while mm -hmm. and I didn't really go out and do a gig or a tour and then come back. It was like always me here in one spot, which is cool, but also it's pretty like, you know, it's like an intensive and you might not, yeah, you might not, you might not be aware of the other things that are out there because oh, like, you're trapped in here. Mm -hmm. So the good thing about touring is like, it puts it into perspective. Like I go away for a couple of days and I come back, you know, I didn't listen to the stuff. I, mm -hmm. I, I like over listen to the stuff, I guess is an yeah. important thing to say. <laughs> so it was nice to like, it's nice to like leave and come back totally uh, to get perspective or just get your ears a little break from what you're mm -hmm. working on. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, this is my happy place and I, and I would love to be here more, mm -hmm. but it is nice in comparison, especially in lock during lockdowns. Like I didn't play any gigs, which is, which is bizarre. That's you know? crazy. Were your yeah. first ones back those Westville shows? Is that when you started gigging again? Uh, I, I think like I had some, I think what happened was I played with J rad at the Westville music bowl yeah. in yeah. Connecticut. And those were some big shows to finally be at, finally be playing, you know, for, for big audiences. Yeah, totally. I went that last night. I have a little poster with a banner. What'd you hit? Was it like nine shows or something? Uh, the residency? Yeah. I think we played yeah. there nine times over the course awesome. of like four months or something. And, that's cool. So um, besides uh, these follow the arrow shows, um, I think you're you hitting the road uh, at the end of June. Where, where can uh, where can we see you? Absolutely. We're playing. We're, we're playing out in Michigan at Electric Forest. Uh-huh. Uh, that's a fun festival. Uh, and we're playing, you know, we're doing a tour from from here to there. So we're playing oh, nice. in Rochester. We're playing in Buffalo. We're playing in Cleveland. Um, so we're doing a little tour out awesome. there. And, and then, then all the also all the J Rod shows, the bunch scattered about the summer, right? Festivals and stuff, Peach and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Playing uh, at Peach with my band as well. And oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. And you know, bouncing around. Um, yeah, bouncing around, doing awesome. <laughs> great. Plenty of chances to see you. So the album's great. I really, really like it, and I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk about it. I like the kind of like the tagline for it: forty minutes of small batch psychedelia. <laughs> Definitely sums it up real, real that's, well. That's basically it right there. <laughs> yeah. Psychedelic moments on that record for sure. It does. It gets out there in a really, really great way. It's excellent. So uh, thank you again. Real pleasure to meet you. I've enjoyed taking in your music and its many varieties for years. So it's a real pleasure to talk as well. Nice to meet you. Thanks, man. Right on.
Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.